Hello, ladies, gentlemen, guardians, and gamers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Stasis. Demonetization. So, today, as always, we have the one and only Stubbs. How are you doing? How's it going, Mazza? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, you? Yeah, all right, yeah, just waiting for my PC Master Race PC. Windows 7. Windows, Windows 7. 7. <laughs> no, it's Windows 95. <laughs> well, it should be the best thing. We also have uh, the great BMG. Greetings and salutations to all. <laughs> we have our, our uh, VR past, a friendly past. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me and stuff. <laughs> we also have the great, the one and only Sentinel. Hey, how's it going, guys? And our guest for tonight, we have Removable Sanity. Thank you very much for having me. You may regret it later, but I'll say it now. Thank you. Do you want to tell people a bit about yourself if people haven't, if people don't know who you are? Already? Clearly, you must. I mean, Jesus Christ, the amount of talking I've done on your show, on your ex show alone, they must have known by now. You know how much of a pain in the ass I am. Um, for those who don't know, I am a, a content creator on YouTube. Um, I solely do indie games on the Xbox platform, and most all of my content creation is used with mobile software. So there you go. That's amazing nice. to hear. So, yeah, first uh, question of the night. What's everyone been playing? We'll start with you, BMG. Oh, God. I'm not used to going first. Uh, right, what have I been playing? What have I been playing? Well, mainly this week, I've been, well, this week we're only Monday. Oh, mainly through the week, I've been playing um, the game of the year for mobile. Uh, which is Marvel Snap, which is an absolutely amazing game. I am trying to convert as many people as possible over. I've converted Stubbs. Stubbs has seen the light. Once you go Marvel, there is no other rival. Um, again, amazing game. Simple to pick up and use. You're not like, you're trying to get conned out your money. You can literally earn everything quite fairly through the game, and you can't pay to win. So I highly recommend playing it. Make sure you download it now. Hashtag Marvel Snap. Hashtag awesome. Um, I jumped into last night a bit of WWE 2K22 with I'm a Ghostbuster Ash. We did a, some online play. Uh, absolutely kicked ass. You know, we're, you know, we're retired as champions, you know, before we got beat. You know, a good game. Actually plays quite well online. Looks good. Runs smoothly. Depending... On your opponent's um, signal, you can have a bit of lag in there, but you know it's still still playable. Uh, what else did I play? Uh, oh, oh, I jumped back into um, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, I love that game. All out warfare supremacy It is just awesome. Really, really enjoying jumping back into that. But um, that's that's pretty much it for me at the moment. By the way, can we add the hashtag Marvel? Please, uh, and the affiliate BMG. link for BMG, so you get some cash out. Yeah. <laughs> Best uh, mobile <laughs> game on the planet. You can't go wrong. Like, remember, people, once you go Marvel, there is no other rival. 
Wow. Uh, I think that sounds as cool as you think it does, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> if, I, if I wear sunglasses when I say it, I look cool. Or a mugger, because I've got I think it's up. worth a shot if you want to turn the camera on. I mean, we could look at this. Maybe come to some kind of consensus, see what the chat is. Right. Uh, I've, got, I've, I've got blue lights on, so it'll look dodgy. It's better than red lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to try to be dodgy people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it what have you been playing? Um, Grand Theft Auto Five, pretty much. You know, just waiting for GTA Six. Um, I, you know, I finished the live stream on YouTube and having some issues with connectivity with PS Five. Probably my Wi-Fi. Um, I use Ethernet for my Xbox, so I never have that issue. But um, you know, I've just been playing a, another playthrough of Grand Theft Auto Five. It's kind of like um. You know, I'm I'm one of those fans of um, the open world crime action games that are pretty much non-existent anymore. So, you know, just reminiscing of past times, I guess. Waiting until we have something else in that genre to play that's worth it. Whoa, 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 whoa! And you say <laughs> I'm the problem of GTA Five? You're playing it? Yeah, but I'm playing the uh, PS4 version. I'm not. I don't. I don't buy it twelve times like you do. <laughs> I, I bought it just a. Uh, wind up a, a fanboy because he was so mad at me that I right. bought the next gen version so I purposely bought it on the other console just to wind him up <laughs> yep <laughs> right we believe you sure <laughs> so yeah the next person I'm going to ask is going to be Sanity oh me oh wow um, I've kind of been it's been a, a bit of a, a mixture to be honest with you um I have been currently, I literally just had a bit of a spout with Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, which ironically you can't do on the Legendary Edition. Um, and I literally jumped in straight into a multiplayer match straight away. I mean, Jesus, that, the original game when it was uh, launched was about, what is it, 10 years now? Is it no, 8, 9, 10? Yeah. I think so. And it's the multiplayer is still... It's in three hours. I never not got a match, so it's still going. It's still going pretty heavy. Um, apart from that, I've been playing a little bit of the old uh, Callisto project, and uh, also Soul Hackers Two. Um, two very different games at the moment, but uh, yeah, that's quite been quite very enjoyable. It's it's a shame that uh, when they re-release the you know Mass Effect trilogy, the Legendary Edition, again amazing games. They've done an mm -hmm. absolute EA have actually done an amazing job. Um, games play beautiful, look beautiful. Uh, they've cut out a lot of the stuff with loading screens and things, and brilliant. Absolutely love it. I played through it, and it was great to go back to it. I'm not one to really go back to games after I finish mm. them, but. Uh, with what they did with it, it was one of them that I, it was a day one buy for me. But again, yeah, uh, it's a shame that they didn't include the multiplayer in yeah. the, um, for Mass Effect 3. In the, it also, um, I think, missed, missed out two DLCs as well, if I remember correctly, uh, which did. was a bit of a shame. Um, okay, those, those DLCs weren't, I wouldn't say, the top-tier DLCs of the Mass Effect trilogy, but they did still bring some lore into it. Um, as for the multiplayer, 
mean, Jesus, there's 60 characters from the entire lore itself, all different aliens that you can play as with various different abilities. Mm. Yeah. It is a fantastic game. And it, I, I can't thought, well, do you know what? Am I kind of nostalgic? You know, so I went back to it recently and I thought, I'm probably being way nostalgic. I'm probably looking through, you know, the, the old uh, nostalgia glasses. And to be honest with you, I wasn't. It is still as fun as, as it was then, as it was today. And I just, when I lost three hours, I realized, <laughs> you know, it is like, shit, three hours has gone. Whoops. There we go. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame it wasn't brought back. I don't know why. I don't really know why that was the case, especially as it was almost felt like it was um, when it first came out. Many people really had a go at EA for it because they thought it was like a bit of a tagged on element. They thought it was a bit of a, and they actually did say mm. it's like, this is a bit of a fast because EA basically pushed uh, pushed Bioware to do it. They basically said, look, this is a bit of a fast thing. It's not perfect. And they just literally, over time, they upgrade, they upgrade it, and it's, it is a fantastic multiplayer. I would, I would argue one of the better multiplayers of our time. But it's just a shame that not more people can play it and enjoy it. It's like, Ugh. yeah. Was it, was it Mass Effect 1 that they couldn't do one of the DLCs for because they lost the code? I did hear something like I think it was Mass, it was Mass Effect One, and there was was it Mass Effect Two as well? There was another one. Mm. Um, I think it was it was two. And I, do you know what? I used to know the actual names of them. Um, but I think you're right. I think one was well, it's Mass definitely Mass Effect One because they may have lost the code. But there was yeah. one in two as well, and I don't know if it was something to do with rights. So that there's like, yeah, do you know what? It's probably too expensive. We're just leave it <laughs> yeah 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 but it did well though it actually did well like sales wise commercially it actually did oh, really yeah. really well yeah and the fact now they've included it in um xbox game pass as well which you know gives a lot of people more access to it which is awesome but it was a it was one of them games that i wanted to buy i wanted to have it you know not have it for a limited time um but i really thoroughly enjoyed going back and playing the trilogy and i literally just played the trilogy all three games back to back and yeah what i did notice was um the legendary edition versus the original collector's edition i was like wow how times have changed Mm. i actually opened up the because i've got the mass effect 3 collector's edition and there's a lot of stuff in there you you got you got um you've got uh, the art book you got uh the manual, you've got stickers, you've got a badge, uh, you've got posters, you've got cards. I was like, this is something that CD Projekt Red would do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was like, Jesus, there's a lot here. Like, I can't remember what I paid for it. Probably a lot, no my luck. But it was like, that's... A- oh, yeah, Metal Case as well, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Also, yeah, oh, yeah, DLC for other games, like The Reckoning. Um, yes, there was. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, them shoving yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Have it, this as well. Have access to this. Why not? Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. The reckoning. You've got some DLC for this. You've got the Mass Effect armor for that game as well. And I'm like, Jesus, it's uh, yeah. yeah it was yeah. quite surprising to see how much it was. Yeah, and it, and it crossed over with um, was it Dragon Age Inquisition? Dragon Age Inquisition. Was it, Inquisition? Was it yes, that one I think. or the second one? Yeah, I can't remember. It was the. It was the latest one or the one before it, and you got all that. Um, I think it was the second armor. one. Yes, you got the Mass Effect yeah. armor. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, Sorry, anime. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
but to be fair though, I believe it's stops. Go ahead, BMG. Now I was just going to say, um, Sentinel as well. He's a big Mass Effect guy as well. He's um, you've just done the um, trilogy, aren't you? Back to back on the Legendary Edition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, it's you know, I like the I like the multiplayer. I think um, when EA first did it for Mass Effect Three, they were trying something new. Um, so basically where you had to balance your time between uh, the campaign and trying out the multiplayer, I was surprised also that it was not in the Legendary Edition, but I kind of get why, because um, you know, the problem, obviously, with playing a multiplayer game and tying part of your progress to it is eventually those servers are going to go down. You want, your, you want your game to be able to be played without having to log into a server, especially mm-hmm. a multiplayer server. So it's like I, I was kind of disappointed when they didn't put multiplayer in the legendary edition but i get it you know um it, it's just one of those things yeah but surely though they could have upgraded the um, from the original because obviously they've got they've got the servers up and running already surely they could have somehow integrated that into the legendary edition even if you were playing the multiplayer on like backwards compatibility type situation. They could give it away free as a um, you know an added or an an update mm. for all those who purchased because essentially you're getting all three games sixty bucks yeah there's tons of DLC but kind of as a show of you know a, like a good faith move um, EA could you know upgrade that and release it free for all the people that did purchase the legend legendary edition. And then, it's not as if the servers aren't still active because they're still really active. I was surprised, like Jesus yeah. Christ, it's well, still going. Yeah, that's like that's like Battlefield Four. You know, you can still jump in, mm. into rounds, and even though Battlefield Four came out around the same time that Mass Effect Three did, you know, if a game's popular, it's going to stick around. But you look at games like um, Mag for the PlayStation, that it was it was multiplayer only. Lo- tons of people loved it, but eventually PlayStation just shut off the servers, and now the game's mm. unplayable. So. They they just I guess they just didn't want to tie part of the game's progress to a multiplayer server that will eventually be shut off. I mean it may not be shut off, you know, within the next five or ten years, but eventually multi every multiplayer server is going to be shut off. I would have thought to be honest they could have broke that part so that it they actually because when you play the multiplayer every match gives you five percent to your over overview of the world or universe that you're playing in. They, yeah. I'm sure they could have just said, "Okay, we're going to disconnect that part of it." I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, that's what they did. But you're right; they should have at least given you the opportunity just to play multiplayer for fun. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry, anime. Kind of led us astray. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Next up, I was going to ask. I was uh, going to ask Stubbsy what's he been playing this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of my fault all that Mass Effect stuff was brought up because I did say in the um, Discord, if you bring up Mass Effect, anything to do with multiplayer, it will set removal sanity off. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing game. It deserves deserves all the talk possible. Amazing game. And I can't wait for the new one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what have you been playing, (laughs) Stubbs? I've been playing um, Horizon Forbidden West, really. And, right. uh, I'm back into that story again. It's quite a good game. 
However, when I looked at my progression bar, I, mean, I think I'm, I'm only 8% um, progression, but that doesn't mean... I think I'm halfway through the story. I'm not quite sure. You were ahead of me. James. Yeah, but when you look at all the trials, I think it's to do with progression in the game. I think there's that many missions in the game. I think that I don't think that's I don't think that's eight percent progression. I think that's like out of all the things you can do in the game. I'm yeah, I'm mm. quite far through. I am, but when when I looked at my actual progression on the PlayStation, it said eight percent. But I'm like twenty. I looked. I'm about twenty hours in. Twenty five hours mm. in. Yeah, um, you're, you're I think it just sitting on the yeah. options menu yeah. though for twenty hours isn't really apes. It isn't that fast, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know me too well. You don't, yeah. I will complete this game. It's it's because Marvel <laughs> Snap's taken up the rest of your time. You're right, but that, that that's about all I've been playing, really. To be honest, yeah, and um, with race. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, local VR guru, what have you been playing? You know, I I really stepped out of character this week, and I've played a bunch of VR games. Uh, (gasps) My normal normal rotation of content creation stuff I've been playing, which has been fine, but I've really fallen in love with this VR boxing game called Thrill of the Fight, and I've been using it half for exercise because I'm trying to get in shape this year. I've got goals to run marathons and stuff, and the cardio is amazing. It's also just super fun and there's a real precision to your striking in it. If you want to be effective and defensive and the, the more I play it, the more I like it, the better my cardio gets, the further I go. It's all these different opponents that you can face. I've really been enjoying that a lot. It's completely native to quest two. So you don't have to do any fiddling with your PC. So I've, I've really been enjoying that quite a bit. And then I've also been playing quite a bit of retro, retro games, PlayStation one, uh, Nintendo 64, and even Sega Genesis. Uh, there was a Star Trek game on the Sega Genesis. It was a next generation game called like Echoes of the Past or something. And I remember when I was young, I would get to the same mission and I would get stopped every time. You have to go down to this moon and rescue these miners that have been cocooned by these monsters and stuff. And I could never get past that mission when I was young. And I was thinking to myself, 30 years later, I'm going to kick its ass. Right. And I'll be damned if I'm not stopped again. Like I'm not, I'm not convinced I could get past that mission with a walkthrough. It is so impossibly difficult, and everything up to that point was fairly reasonable. I don't understand, but it is what it is. But that's been my week. Hmm. So first of all, after that, I want to get into uh, to say thank you to uh, Masuko and Paul AFT for joining us this evening, and obviously. Luke Steele. Luke Steele. No, you've got to say it properly, like like pestles. Luke Steele. The steel of Luke. <laughs> yeah, uh, just want to say as well, uh, Luke, hope your wife recovers soon because uh, she does have COVID. Because um, Luke was meant to go away on holiday. Um, hope she does recover soon and uh, all our thoughts uh, with you and your family, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hopefully, basically. hopefully a mild case. Hopefully mild. Yeah. Hopefully. So, I want to get this one out of the way as soon as possible. Uh, whoa, first whoa, 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 whoa! Let's just hold what? the phone there. Well, you've asked for once. You didn't leave pest out, which you'd leave out every week, which makes a change. 
But what about yeah. what have you been playing? Can you tell us what you've been playing? Ah, me, I have been playing zombies because I am still without proper internet. Well, that was exciting. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 what else is there to say? Like literally, I'm, I'm stuck on right. zombies at the moment. Does this does this game right? You can download on mobile, which is free to play. Um, you know, try and get money out. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I want to get through this one really quickly to be truthful uh, regarding the Rick and Morty high on life creator Justin Roiland awaiting trial after being charged with felony domestic violence. Uh, let's start with Sentinel. You know, it's unfortunate. Um, it's like we don't really know the circumstances behind what's going on with this guy at his house, with his home. Um, everybody, you know, and, and this, this we see this so much nowadays where everyone assumes the the guy is guilty until proven innocent. You know, and it's, it's like the law is the other way around. It's innocent mm-hmm. until proven guilty. But, you know, it's like you have something like this happen. And um, if it's a nobody, a lot of times um, it receives minimum coverage. But um, especially with High on Life just coming out and everyone's saying, oh, it's like Rick and Morty, it's like Rick and Morty. So the creator of Rick and Morty gets busted for this type of stuff. And it's going to be basically like wildfire. And you know what? It's like what, what pisses me off is that it, it ultimately doesn't matter if he's guilty or he's innocent or whatever. Because all these people spreading this shit, they already have him considered guilty, Right. And it doesn't matter if he's found innocent in the courts because they're basically the journalists and media are, fa- are fanning the flames of this. And they're like, oh, he's guilty, he's guilty. And then if he's found innocent, they're either not going to care, you know, or they're going to be like, whatever, I, you know, who, who knows? He's probably still guilty, but, you know, A, B, or C happened. And it's like, stop. It's like, you guys got to stop fanning these flames. You know, it's like, first of all, be decent to this guy because he's accused of shit. He, who knows if he actually did it? You know, and B, it's like this is why a lot of the gaming community is so toxic because you'll take one piece of negative news and people will just fucking run with it. And it's like you got to stop. Give this guy the benefit of the doubt. And if it turns out that he actually did what he did, you know, then damn, he's, you know, he's a douchebag. But it's like until that point, don't don't go out there and say, oh, he's this and he's because it's like stop. He's like he was just accused of he was he was accused of it. You don't know if he's guilty of it yet. They got to prove that in court. I think I agree with Sentinel. Maybe she hit him first. You know. You know. You look at Amber Heard and uh, Johnny Depp, and so many people were jumping on Johnny Depp, and then it comes out that Amber Heard was actually the one that was more guilty than he was. And then everyone's like, "Ah, oh, well, you know." And it's like, basically, they're having to take back a lot of what they said because they were wrong. And it's like, if you just sit back and let the facts present themselves, you won't have to take anything back. That's my take on it. BMG? Um, it is a bit of a hard one, really, because, you know, if it's true and, you know, this was what, last year that obviously it's been accused and obviously it's leaked out that he's going through court and things like that. Um, you know, personally, there is no excuse to hit a woman ever. Um, especially, you know, when you're in a high profile like he is, it's career damaging, 
yeah. you know, this this could this could even you know, it's the phrase that mud sticks. You know, even if it doesn't end up being true, this could damage prospects in the future. But yeah, I do agree. Um, it's got to go through court. He's got to be proven guilty, and if he is, then you know he, he's going to have to answer for that. If not. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to owe him an apology. But again, as, as Sentinel said, you know, Pess said, uh, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know if he was assaulted first and he's reacted, defended himself. We don't know. We really don't know. Uh, but I do hope that this doesn't kind of put people off playing um, High on Life, which is done by his studio, uh, which is an amazing game. It's really fun, um, you know, because a lot of people jump on this um, boycott bandwagon and don't play games or watch films, TV, etc. Uh, to try and <laughs> stick it to these creators and things because they've done these things. But we've also got to remember it's not just him on his own that's made this game. It's a studio, it's a team. Um, but yeah, it's going to be one of them. We're just going to have to wait and see, see what um, as, as the case goes on and what happens. It, it's just a shame that, you know, he does all in any interview you watch him in and anything like that. He just comes across as such an awesome guy, um, very friendly, down to earth, up for a laugh. And um, I really do hope that this isn't true. But if it is, then um, we'll uh, have another discussion when we come to that and uh, go from there. But um, it's a shame to hear. You know, and if it is true, I think it's important. It's like, yeah, we, you know, we can make, um, you know, we can make our own judgment about how we feel about him, but ultimately, it's it's between him and his wife to work it out. Um, it's it's up to him to become a better person if it is true, you know, so that he doesn't yeah. do stuff like that in the future. Yeah. Don't be an asshole, people. Be good. Unless she hits uh, you first. <laughs> And now we aren't advocating violence here. Say she hits you first, bro. It's on. No, not really. Of course, that actually. That's I, a byproduct of the VR shit. You got to cut it out. I agree. <laughs> I agree more with Sentinel than than anything else. And uh, I remember when similar stories to this blew up pretty wildly on Twitter there for a while. Um, and I saw quite a bit of sentiment that. Innocent until guilty, or innocent until proven guilty, should not apply to these cases. I saw that from, I saw it from Xbox influencers at a very high level, and uh, mm-hmm. every single person that held that opinion got blocked by me, because that is the slipperiest of slopes. No matter the condition, the case, that who's doing what to who, innocent until proven guilty has to hold, because it, I, I think it's just a, a total collapse beyond that point. So. Anyone yeah. that called for the elimination of that got blocked by me. Um, I would also like to add that I'm pretty indifferent and irritated that I know about it because I think that that 99% of things need to be able to be handled by whatever local court or government can handle that. And not everything needs to be national news, right? Um, I'm not the kind of person that tries to figure out every developer that had their hands on any game that I'm going to play so that I can morally agree with every single one of them if I'm going to support their game. Like, Obviously, if you've got a developer that's gone off the deep end and stands together under some kind of policies that are really upsetting, of course, I'm not going to support that game. But I'm irritated. I know about it. Otherwise, I agree entirely with Sentinel. And I guess removable sanity? Yeah, I guess I'm very going to sound similar to everybody else. For me, I'm indifferent to it. It's at this stage as it is. It's 
there are no facts. If he's uh, if he's found guilty, then he gets punished. If he's not found guilty and she's lied, then she should be punished. To be honest with you, I'm not one of these people. I I, I guess I can use critical thinking to separate the, the creator from the content. You know, I've been able to do that numerous times with numerous different products. Um, I'm not really into the boycotting because it's like, you know, for me it sounds like a bit of virtual signal when they, people say, "Oh, we're going to boycott this game." Well, it's like, okay, you're you're happy to boycott a, a game maybe through someone's uh, or the creator's, you know, bad deeds, but you know, you're more than happy to pick up your iPhone. That's you know, that's been done in sweatshops. That's killed a few kids making that product to get to it's always oh, it sounds all a bit virtuous signaling to me and i'm just like you know what i'm not interested it's uh to me if he's done something bad he'll get punished if he hasn't so be it you know it's these are things that he uh, why does it need to be in the news does it does it affect someone that, will it affect you bald man gaming if he's done something wrong um Again, it's 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 a hard one. Um, I I wouldn't boycott a game if you know if there's a creator done bad, done bad things, said bad things because it's not. I look at it as it's not just one person that's mm. making a game. Just because his name's associated with creator, director, or head studio head or anything like that, um, it's a team, and a lot of people have put a lot of time effort sacrifice um family time and free time to make this game so i i wouldn't boycott a game just because that's um something like that's being said i wouldn't do that because it's more than one person um if he's what he's done is if he has done it then he should be punished accordingly and leave the studio and ties must be cut because they don't want that stigma are hanging over them of what's happened but no i wouldn't i wouldn't boycott a game i'll just mention as well um leaks luke steel has said in the chat um the he thinks so the narrative director from squidditch games publicly tweet he was ashamed to be associated with him but also and i had seen this online but i i, I can't remember him for word for word but a a number of people actually had um, shown their DMs from him, actually stating some of the lewd things and showing some of the messages that he sent. Um, I, to be honest, yeah, I don't agree with that. And the people he's talking to, he's, he's probably wrong and he's probably going to be held accountable for that. Um, but this case is, it's dealing with physical violence towards um, you know a, a partner. Um, so yeah, um, it sounds like, He's not the best guy in the world. Um, don't get me wrong. He's You've got to give him credit of the stuff that he's created and the things that he's done for the entertainment industry. Uh, and, yeah, it, it is good. But you, it's it's hard when that gets tarnished with the bad stuff, even though the stuff that's been made is amazing. Many people have worked on it. Again, it can just take someone high profile like him to... Um, just to damage that and it is a shame it won't stop me playing it, or watching how young it's it's a it's a it's a modern day it's concept though isn't it we never used to do this this is the one thing it's mm. never used to be done this i think okay look at the michael jackson for instance the controversy around him i can guarantee you now there's still thousands of people who listen to his music yeah oh yeah 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 right? no one agrees with some of the stuff he did but his music's amazing and it's still pumped through their waves today. So yeah. it's 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 a it's a modern concept. And I think I think what it is, I think today's society, 
it's it's almost if you're trying to when people shout about it online it's almost as if they're trying to find some sort as i said it's like it's almost like they're looking for social media points it's like oh look how virtuous i am it's like yeah okay and <laughs> and so so okay that's good good about it fine whatever okay it's i don't know it's just one of these things it's a modern day concept that you know as an old fart i just can't understand i can just separate the content from the creator mm. you know as you said there's other people behind the creation now if it was like you know a sole piece that he individually did worked and it was just by him maybe slightly different yeah maybe you know but at the end of the day i don't know i just i think people some i think sometimes people post these things just for validation in some cases you know, it's like, look at me, I disnounced this person. That's like, you, you didn't really need to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole uh, Hogwarts legacy thing. The amount of people that publicly come out, I'm boycotting this game. Anyone that buys this game is agrees with her opinions and stance and stands with her. And it's like, no, that's not true. You know, mm. um, Harry Potter... Wizarding World, whatever you want to call it, that universe is bigger than what she is. She hmm. wrote, wrote books. She's had opinions. Some people agree with it. Some people don't. That's fine, you know. But she hasn't made this game. She isn't sat at a computer doing all these yep. designs, writing the story. Another team has actually done that. People that, you know, care about that franchise have made this game that, to be honest, She's probably had zero input apart from taking a paycheck so they can use the IP. And that oh, is yeah. probably about, that's probably the extent of it. And people that are going to boycott um, Hogwarts Legacy because they think, you know, it's putting less money in her pocket. She's been paid. She's been yeah. paid a shed load of money for them to use the IP. And but it, it, it also seems a shed bit... load, but uh, she, she's a bogey now. She's not going to notice. Oh, yeah, she's still got. Bank. Yeah, I oh, know. But yeah, it also good. seems a bit hypocritical. As I said, if you've got an iPhone, kids have died for that. And you didn't give a monkeys about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, let's turn the question sideways, right? Okay, because I mean, some of the information Luke's added is pretty upsetting, right? And of mm. course, um, until proven guilty and all that. How does Xbox react to it in the event? let's say he is proven guilty of, of not just the domestic violence, but the other things that Luke has mentioned here. What does well, Xbox do? You feel, I think you mentioned, they've all, you've already seen some of the the uh, comments have already been stated, and this is the thing that slightly worries me. It's already it's like denounce, 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 denounce. Do you know what's going to happen? If he, if he, say for instance, he didn't do it, he's found innocent. How is that is going to go forward? How is that future going to go forward with Xbox? Mm. They're going to stop talking about the game is what they're going to do. Yeah, they're not going to pull it because the deal's already made. The contract, But they'll just stop made. advertising it. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, the, the contract and the deal is with the um, the, the developer you know, of the game, uh, not him as an individual. He may own the studio or head of the studio, whatever the situation is, but it's from the company side of it. Uh, again, they're not going to pull it off Game Pass. It's still going to sit there because... They've been paid, the contract's there, you know. Um, but as a future view, um, they'll distance themselves, I think. Um, until they know what the outcome is, they'll just distance themselves. They won't publicly say anything. They're not going to take the game down. You um, know, I do, kinda, I do kind of wonder. 
um, if they're going to do what they what um, Destiny did to Peter Dinklage mm. and just replace his voice altogether. Big mistake that was. That was. I mean, because I don't know why I don't know why Destiny did it, but I'm saying it's been done before in games. So mm. if tons of this stuff comes out and it's serious, it's seriously detrimental. I mean, it's not completely unheard of for them to replace his entire every line that he ever did have another voice actor do it, and then you just release an update well, and yeah. replaces everything. The trouble is, the, the IP is owned by him, though, isn't it? Yeah, he slight, it's IP. a slight, slight difference. It's like you know, um, in that instance, if he's done something wrong, yeah, they should. If you were logical, I know this is not the case for PR people. You'd say we denounce the individual. Not the company. Yeah, yeah. That would be the logical response. But as uh, you know, Friendly Pest has already announced. Certain people have already said they're going. They're they're tying the person and the product together, which is the worst move possible. Yeah, you know, because it's only it's cutting your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's not, it's not like it's the official position of Squanch Games to support whatever alleged behavior we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Um, where I think in a lot of times when you do see product boycotts, it has more to do with the official position of a company and the size of the company. Yeah. Um, also, uh, it's like, uh, the, with the iPhone, Android thing, a lot of people are able to separate the reality of that situation from, from their day-to-day lives. I don't use an iPhone. Um, yeah, well, this I is think, the thing. I, I can understand with, uh, if it's like a, if it's a big thing, like oh, it's a car. Okay, clearly you're going to need a car. If it's like you know some sort of wash machine, and it's from a, from a China or something, clearly you need a wash machine. Those I can understand where you can't really do much about it because you those are bigger things than what you're paying for. But say your Nike tra- trainers or your iPhone or you know a particular. Those things you can make a if you if you're if you're virtuous and you want to keep this virtuous persona up, fine. Then you can say I'm going to boycott them as well. But it always confuses me. It's like someone's done something minor, and a product you're boycotting, but then you look at products that have done something horrendous, but it's still in your back pocket, and you could easily just not use that product or not pay for that product. So it's like it's a little bit of a weird. For me, in my head, and maybe I'm wrong, it just seems a little bit of a weird um, tolerance. You know, you're happy for a product that's probably hurt people, <laughs> but you know, someone else hurting someone else or someone's opinions, oof, that's that's way too much. And it's like, uh, this is a little bit weird. <laughs> but I also think luxury items are one of the easiest things if you want to vote with your wallet, right? Because that's what it comes down to if you oh, want yeah. to vote. Vote with your wallet for things you agree with. Something like a video game is the easiest thing in the world to abstain from. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, I'm pretty indifferent while it remains uh, just an accusation. But if, if some of this stuff is true, um, I think they're going to have to make some adjustments. That's going to be hugely damaging. What, to the actual product or to a statement or... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is there, but I think Squanch Games will have to distance themselves from him somehow. Mm. Um, because I, it, it, in this day and age, uh, big companies are not going to want to do business with him. Well, is it, it'll be similar to, is it, the, is it Bethesda? Is it Bethesda, the deal? No, was it, or, no what was it, Bethesda? I'm trying to think of the company that Microsoft bought that, uh, one of the top guys. Minecraft. Yes. 
Yes. Mojo. Oh, probably, Minecraft, yeah. Uh, I think his name's probably Kotek, I think it was, I was talking about, where they, they basically, you know, paid him off, get him out of the company, and then take over the company. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the only other way of dealing with it. It's, well, it's interesting, with, though, how much... Well, with but with Bobby Kotick though, um, it was different because like there was all this proof of wrongdoing, and the Activision board of directors said, "You know what? Um, we don't believe in this proof, and we're we're not mm. going to remove him. We're going to keep him as his role." So the it, it's like the only way to do right by um, the developers who work for Activision was for Microsoft to acquire them and remove him that way, because otherwise he was going to stay around, even though yeah. there's proof that he did wrong. Oh you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for the, for the other the other company. Does he own the entirety of the shares, or is he just a board of directors, stroke CEO? Do we know? I think well, he's just the CEO. I'm not sure. Just enrolling. I was thinking, does he actually own the company, or like, is he just like um, own part of it? Because I'm going to say, if he only owns part of it, they'll slowly push him out over, uh, over you know, however they're going to do it. But if he solely owns the company, I think that would be the end of Squidditch Games. Honest. Unless, of course, Microsoft buys him out and then just goes, look, nothing personal. Do the right thing for the rest of your team. Sell it to us. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sell it to us or pay your penance by letting a mule kick you in the nuts. That'll work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's see if I can find it. Um... But how how much of his hand is what makes these games the way they are, right? It'd be like getting rid of Kojima and expecting a studio to thrive. You see what I mean? Look how that yeah. happened. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I was like, if if all this winds up being true, uh, I don't know how you could save Squanch without him. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not the only founder. The other found. He was a founder of Squinch Games. The other person is Tanya Watson. But Justin Rowling is the CEO, so, and the only one of those two names that I've heard of before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is that chance that they may be able to buy him out or something like that, if need be. Which is, oh, he may just go himself. Him. He may just go. Actually, yeah. that's it. You know, I think that's going to happen regardless whether he's found innocent or guilty. I think he'll he'll step away. <sighs> I, like- yeah, I'd hope if he was innocent, I'd hope not. I'd like to think that we, you know, as a society, like, do you know what? I'm innocent. Clearly, I've done nothing wrong. Can we forget about it? Can we move forward? But it's I like think that- you're right. It, in a way, society, <laughs> social media probably won't allow that, which is no. sad no. because if that is the case, he's damned if he's done if he if he's damned yeah. if he's if he's not guilty he's damned if he is guilty you know he's sorry you know, he's damned if he does you know either way he's damned which is not something you you want a society to be isn't it if you're found innocent you'd be like that's it you're innocent yeah okay but it's netflix as well because obviously as the deal with netflix with um, mm-hmm. rick and morty it's like where does that stand you know because that's as we speak now he's still um Live up on Netflix. Oh, Netflix! Yeah. Netflix would just uh, ignore it. If you did, they ignore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, come on, come on. Maybe... all the different controversial things they've got on there, they will just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah Well, moving swiftly on to the big meaty chunk that this episode is named after Ubisoft. Ubisoft Plus could launch on Xbox soon. 
Microsoft Store activity suggests. I'm going to start with the biggest Ubisoft fan in here, BMG. <laughs> Am I? I'm an Assassin's Creed fan, not a Ubisoft <laughs> fan. Uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, the rumours have been going round that uh, this uh, possibly at this um, developer direct event that they will officially announce Ubisoft Plus coming to the Xbox platform. Uh, it's not known if it's going to be part of Game Pass or a standalone subscription, but we know it's, it is on its way. Um, a lot of games now have been listed with the Ubisoft Plus logo. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of indicates that it's coming very, very soon, because I think it was early last year that you know, they kind of announced this partnership was happening. We thought it was going to happen at the uh, main showcase last year, and it didn't. Then we thought it was going to happen at the smaller event, and it didn't. Um, so it was kind of like maybe something's fallen through or they're reevaluating or they're renegotiating to maybe get the full service in because, you know, Ubisoft at the moment are in um, deep waters. Things aren't going well. Um, he's Gilmont standing there telling his um, all his employees, it's up to you to fix everything because it is all your fault, you know? That was um, really good. I like that a lot. Can, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> can we just mention that don't be, don't be surprised if there's a Ubisoft strike uh, well, yeah, yeah, well, never mind. We'll, we'll figure that out when we come to it. But yeah, it's. Um, to be honest, who isn't striking at the moment? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. it just seems to be maybe in the state Ubisoft's in because, you know, they've started introducing a few more games into the Xbox game subscription. They've just put uh, all the Assassin's Creed games into the PlayStation Plus. Um, extra subscription so I think they, they know things aren't going well, they're on rocky ground and I think they're just trying to get get them um, subscription um, you know payouts to get these games in there so I wouldn't be surprised if things have changed since the announcement last year that we're actually going to get it a part of Game Pass um, whether that means we'll see an increase in, in the subscription service or not, I don't know um, I don't think it would be the right time for that, but it would surely add huge value, value. To, yeah. to Game Pass because PlayStation, they only have um, Ubisoft Classics, but as well as all the Assassin's Creed, they've got the uh, Ubisoft Classics games in there. So you've got some older titles that are included in the subscription. Um, Xbox may go one better and actually get Ubisoft Plus where you get day and date games, you know. Um, as part of your Game Pass Ultimate subscription. Maybe not just the normal Game Pass. You have to have Ultimate to get access to that, maybe. Um, but I, I can... It's hard because Aaron Greenberg's come out and said, look, these are the games we're showing. Um, the leaks have been going around left, right, and centre about we're going to get release dates for all the games announced. We know Starfield's not going to be there. It's going to have its own show. Um, but I do think even though we haven't had the runtime or anything like that, I do think we're going to get that one more thing and it's going to be Ubisoft Plus coming to Game Pass Ultimate uh, day, oh, first part, all the games day and day on release. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a huge possibility. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I hope it happens um, because I do like Ubisoft games. Um, as you know, everyone knows I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Played them all, loved them all, loved the law. Even though the law's up and down, and it's quite hard to actually keep it coherent. But 
um, you know, and they've got a lot of improvements to do on their uh, other IPs. We know they've cancelled, I think it's um, over the past year, I think it's now up to seven games that have actually, that were in active development that have been cancelled, three or four just recently. Um, but they need to do something to turn around and I think this might help, you know, get some more players into games, get that big chunk of money to invest in more games. So, uh, yeah, I think we are going to get this announcement at this uh, Developer Direct. Mm-hmm. I think it's another 25th. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday the 25th in the UK. I think it's 8 p.m. GMT in the UK. Um, Over on the XBN network, we are going to be live streaming it. I would be absolutely shocked if that announcement happened at that 25th developer direct. May even be a blog post. They may just do it as a as a blog post or you know as a tweet, and that's it. You know they've you know they've done a lot of stuff. Look how they announced the Xbox Series S. That was in a tweet because it, you know the leaks were coming out, and they just did it in a tweet and a blog post, and that was it. it was done. So it was quite possibly it could be that way. But when you know you're only showing a couple of games, you knowing that people want more it would just give that extra hype and that extra, hopefully, subscription boost into Game Pass. Yeah, so... Um, Stubbs, you have any ideas on this? Well, play, well <laughs> not PlayStation. Ubisoft Plus <laughs> is... Um, I mean, I don't, it's not something I would want, and I'll be honest, the majority even... Even BMG might tell you, the majority of people that play Ubisoft games have already got the content. I mean, they're always forever putting their games on sale. They're always on sale, the games are. I don't see what benefits can it bring anyone on Xbox. I, even if you're playing Game Pass, it's not going to... Microsoft and, and Ubisoft are not going to come to a deal because Ubisoft will want far too much money for day and date. I don't see any benefit to it. It's a waste of time putting on the console, really. You think because, you say that? You say that? But EA, what, it, it can't be in a couple of months. Yeah, that's it can't be compared, oh, that's, Yeah, that's yeah. But uh, fair enough, that will be worth it. But it's not like EA Play situation because EA Play was a service that cost twenty quid. So they probably come to a deal with EA and probably bonded it out to. Either a couple of quid or five pound per user of uh, subscriptions of what they've got in Game Pass. That's a, I don't know. I think Ubisoft Plus is like ten to fifteen quid a month. It's a, it's expensive. They're not going to come to a deal like that. Um, <clears throat> Mirage, you might as well just buy fucking Mirage to be. Oh, so you might as well just buy Mirage because the vast that's one game. They've not got many more coming out, have they? Really. Or am yeah. I wrong? Have no, we got any more coming out this year? We we don't really know. We only know Mirage is guaranteed this year. Skull and Bones has been delayed into whenever to Oblivion, more likely. Um, but mm. it's it's that I know there's a lot of people, especially avid gamers, people that do it, you know, game quite a lot. I've probably played most of their content, but there is also that big, huge selection of people that haven't done that mm-hmm. or haven't got the money to um, 
buy these, you know, seventy pounds. Us poor people. Yes, us poor Bro. people. But if you if you could get if you could get, I know we're saying you know they might not come to a deal, but I think Xbox would be willing to spend the money, take the loss to get more people into Game Pass. Because you've got to remember now, you, I know both, you know, both PlayStation, both, both Xbox, you know, they're both saying they're not in competition. Their subscription services are completely different. But they are competing. <laughs> they are trying to get the better content and get more subscribers. You know, Xbox, Microsoft can afford to take the loss to get the better content to get more people over. It's yeah. it, they are going to take a loss and it's going to cost them, but I think it's a possibility that it's going to happen just to bump up them subscribers. And don't oh. forget, you've got so much people that are in Xbox Gold only that may play Ubisoft games that might actually give them that that extra nudge to get them to subscribe to Game Pass. It's a possibility. Also, you've got to remember that maybe the Ubisoft games will then have slight updates. Yeah. So it tweaks to it, like your 4K, 60 frames per second, your different variations. Your, you know, they'll 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 put something in there. Whether or not I am kind of dubious whether it'll go down the it's part of Game Pass or do an EA thing where the actual you just subscribe to the EA version of Ubisoft, if that makes sense. Um, where you'll get a, you know you'll get a continuous deal. Just by by buying their games, both would still help Game Pass, regardless if it's if it's yeah. directly into Game Pass or it's a Ubisoft's version of the EA you know, uh, deal. Um, from what as, as, as BMG is saying, from what I'm hearing, financially, it may not be a case of they. Uh, want too much. It may be a case of they need something regardless. They may not like the deal, but at this stage, financially, they may be to the point where they're like, we have to take the deal. Let's say we put that in for three years. Guarantee it for three years. Get the money we can from Xbox. Funnel that money into new IPs and then, you know, look at the new, look at that deal later on. It could be that, that you know, that in that, not, not dire straits, but that in that position is like, Projection is not looking so good. How do we kind of weather this water at the moment? So it could be it could be a benefit to them in the long term, um, and then they'll just maybe you know amend the deal three or four years down the line. If they did that, though, I would say that you're looking at um, an E three time announcement. I don't think it's coming anytime soon. It'd be showcase Xbox yeah. showcase. That's something big for them. You don't, you don't want to keep an out the this developer showcase is literally for the deep dives. It's, they're not yeah. gonna and obviously they're always gonna throw in an Xbox Game Pass advert because they can't help themselves mm. in them shows. Usually a lot of their shows look like Game Pass adverts, not shows. Shadow Shadow Mall has just said in chat, it says on PC I linked my Xbox and Ubisoft accounts. And because of Xbox Game Pass, he doesn't need to pay for Ubisoft Plus anymore. Um, he's on the Alpha Inside B- 
build for Windows and Xbox and also the beta for Ubisoft app. So maybe some that's more in the works than we thought. Maybe, maybe. some that's more ahead. If, mm. if that I would say, though, that's more of the fact that you're helping beta test it and once it comes out, that won't, that will be dropped. Yeah. Yeah, but if they're giving you access to it now without cost. So maybe. if they announce this at the beginning of that developer direct, I'll get a VR sucks tattoo. <laughs> you heard it here first. The question I'm, is in chat. Where would you like where would you like that chat? Where would you like it? I, I absolutely I be, wouldn't I would do it. Say, I couldn't I couldn't do it. So but I would say that's an export showcase moment, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I would think, but they are still taking flack from not being at the Game Awards, so this would probably completely, as if that narrative wasn't even didn't even happen. Maybe you don't know if they've got something else up in their sleeves, so you don't. Yeah, it, no, is, it, it could be for all I know. It could be the X Series X external CD drive <laughs> attachment they're going to whack on. Yes. You don't know. Yeah. Oh, here's about. here's the four terabyte external card. Only $500. Only $5,000, yeah. Um, You know, that's going to be, you don't know, it's going to be, oh, by the way, it's a mid-gen or next-gen refresh. Here's the X. Here's the series X. What a way to piss people off, though. What a way to blow people up. Don't do that with Dazzy in the chat. Yeah. I mean... Hello, just quickly say hello to Dazzy and Shadow Mole for joining our um, stream tonight. Uh, so, just quickly, but yeah, it would be, uh, it would, how long is two years? I still think we've got a couple, about a year or two before we get an announcement of a mid gen console. Yeah, but they did, remember, that, I think remember correctly, didn't they do like, like a teaser, like a, like a 30 second? You know, was it a couple of years prior? It was like just something to really, you know, it's like, everyone's like, what the hell's that? What's that? Oh, well, isn't it? Yeah. I could be wrong. They'll be working on something because they've, well, they've, you know, they, they had already said a while back now that they are already looking at and working on the next iteration of the consoles, the next generation. PlayStation, the same. They've said they're already working on the next um, console. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, PlayStation five five plus, if I remember correctly. Five Pro. Five oh, is it Pro? Pro? Okay. Well, I, I thought I, did, I didn't now. think I didn't think they wanted the Pro because it's, it's got you know, connotations of the previous one, but maybe it's now Pro Plus. Pro so Plus, five, yeah. five Pro Plus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's I mean, gaming does keep you up all night. Yeah, it can do. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's just it's hard because the the problem is we look back at past generations and kind of the cycle everything's gone with but we you know some people forget that we've gone through a pandemic where things have been majorly delayed and stuff they've wanted to do has been pushed further down the pipeline and that's going going to delay or cancel a mid-gen refresh we we just don't really know until it's announced and we won't know correct me if i'm wrong but i'm i'm pretty sure at some point Phil Spencer did say there wouldn't be a mid-gen refresh. Pretty sure he said that. I might be wrong. But I, I, don't, I, I don't recall I that think one. He, did... he, he said he did, it, it wasn't like... I think he didn't he say something like it wasn't likely, um, but 
he wouldn't. He did, yeah, I think he wasn't likely, but he didn't rule it out. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I think there was a couple of things they wanted to try and tweak, and they didn't know whether they could tweak it through the software or they, it would have to be a hardware aspect so it could be they were i think i think they were trying to work a few things out as like if we can get away with the software would do with the software if it has to be a hardware thing maybe we'll lean towards it that's the gauge i was going with it's really a taller task this time isn't it with the series s and x you have to tailor games to each platform then if you bring out a series xr now you've got a third console that you have to tailor games to I think yeah, if they're yeah. going to do any type of mid-gen refresh, they need to address the uh, storage problem because right now the the, the <laughs> yeah. amount of storage you have is fucking ridiculous. So if they're going to come out with one that's like two or three te- tetrabytes instead of uh you know the fucking one, that's fine. You know that that mid-gen refresh, I think a lot of people would like, um, and it would be easier to do anyway. Well, they could easily solve this by simply letting third parties do the bloody expansion packs. Yeah. It's not that bloody hard. Stop keeping it under one bloody umbrella. Give it to other people who can then do third-party expansion storage. I tell you what, people would lap it up. Microsoft would still get a cut of it, even if it was third-party. They'd still get a cut of it. I think they might have signed a longer contract than people think for exclusivity. I think Seagate have got a long contract. And that's that's a that's a killer because I, I, I can tell you now, no one have, is. Because yeah. everyone said it was a year. Because they said it was a year, or someone did. But it's been a lot longer than a year now, and nothing else has came out. So it says to exactly. me, they might have some exclusive contract. Yeah. And the, trub- the, the trouble is, that's hindered as, you, as you, everyone. As you're right, saying so many people are like, I haven't got enough storage. I haven't got enough storage. So what are you using? Oh, I'm using my external hard drive. Is it SSD? No. Same. No, no. You know, I've got a fifteen terabyte, you know, fifteen gigabyte, uh, yeah, fifteen terabyte external storage. HDD. I'd like uh, a two terabyte uh, SSD expansion storage, but not at the price of their charging. I'm like, I'm poor. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I'm going to take a contrary opinion on this one. Just, I, I don't disagree with you guys, but it's until update sizes get under control. Uh, I'm okay with the one terabyte size, just because right. I, the the updates alone will drive my bandwidth to to my limits per month, just because these developers keep releasing these huge patches. So having more space uh, that wouldn't be in cold storage, like the external mechanical I currently use, really wouldn't be to my benefit. I would just have to install less games, or I'd run out of internet every. Month. Yeah, so, but a lot of a lot of these games are. A lot of these games are getting bigger and bigger. You know, you look at Call mm. of Duty. What is it like, two hundred fifty gigabytes? I mean, God. it's yeah. like you you got like three of these games. That's going to eat up a one terabyte fast. You know, so you need I mean, that extra space whether you're going to use it or not. Because also, you've yeah. got to remember, it's not just uh, it's not what they're doing now and what eats up a lot of storage. It's your four K and your variable refresh rate and yeah. your uh, tropic filtering. Or, you know, your you know, uh, what's it called the my brain's going uh oh god what's the latest you know uh thing at the moment in terms of graphical fidelity oh ray tracing tracing. that's it race tracing yeah ray tracing itself can kill a pc 
in terms of just the load and the story and, and the actual data itself. I remember seeing something from Digital Foundry and they're saying, oh, here's the, I think it was Minecraft. They said, here is this, uh, they put it at the top tier at ray tracing and it was running at 20 frames per second. <laughs> it's like it literally just dropped this thing like a brick. It's, it yeah. looks amazing, but there's no, the data and the load is just horrendous. So they said it's going to have to be like a you know a combination of ray tracing and then you know different software uh, tracing che- uh, tweaks to try and get around it. So wow. if you're bringing and how many games now have ray tracing? They're throwing in think. a lot of games now, aren't they? They're like, oh, here's the 4K, here's the ray tracing, and you just look at it. It's like Jesus Christ, that's like double to double to gigabytes. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. I don't think the uh, post processing effects and ray tracing and stuff like that actually affect how much space it takes on the drive, but the, the high resolution textures absolutely do. Well, you look at you look at like Grand Theft Auto Six that everyone it's on everyone's radar, and we know Rockstar Games are they're well known for pushing the envelope. Imagine how big that game by itself is going to be. You're talking maybe 500 gigabytes when it comes out in two years. It's going to yeah. be huge. Yeah. And Paul, Paul raises a good point there in the comments. Uh, DLSS 3 uh, can solve some of these issues. He's right. Uh, mm, AMD has true. a for this as well. But yep. what it'll do is run the game at a lower native resolution and then upscale. So that's as right. these yes. technologies get better, you get the sharp picture and you don't need the massive textures. So... Uh, but everybody still mm-hmm. prefers native. Uh, so, I mean, as these technologies mature, that's going to help out with storage. I think compression and decompression, things like that need to pick up. Uh, there's a lot of room for improvement in these ways. Well, a lot of things now, they're flip, they're flip, it's actually it's a, little, it's a combination now, isn't it, of native and uh, upscaling. So you'll see, like I don't know, it's like it's 4K for the cutscenes. Maybe drops down to you know 1080p with upscaling during the gameplay to make sure it runs a little bit faster then it's you know it, it, i think it's like up or down is it depending on how the developers utilize the tools yeah yeah what well, after threading chat from luke Steele, it must be demanding and he's got a beast rig he's put ray tracing is definitely very demanding but depends on the game portal rtx for example runs at less than 60 frames per second on his rig if i go native res then again, that is the path of ray tracing, which is the truest form of ray tracing there is. This mm. guy's got a 49. He's got a beast rig. <laughs> well, and this, this title he's talking oh, about, is, it's a showcase for what ray tracing oh, can be no. with the, the latest oh, okay. hardware. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It's I good. Mean, well, 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 sorry, sorry, go on. What I was going to say was, I think a lot of people are preferring to go smoother than better looking now. So at that point your graphics were really good. No matter what. But so long speaking, as it goes fast. Yeah, it's true. But speaking of graphics, I think Pest has got an update from us from last week on the um Nvidia was it Nvidia? Oh the the G Force now yeah we, we mentioned last week. Yeah I, I tried it. I tried it uh and I've got it pulled up right here. They have three tiers currently to the service. There's a free tier. Well I use that gives you access to a basic rig, standard access to gaming servers, and one hour maximum session lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you pick the game you want to play, you kind of have to wait your turn for a server. And then I played a, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It was kind of a cyberpunk, but you had a sword. It was very fast response type game. And for the first time ever playing a cloud-based game, uh, 
you could have convinced me that it was running natively. Yeah. I have have never played a cloud-based game where that was the case before. And it really opened my eyes because that was the free version of this Mm -hmm. service. Uh, And then there's a priority and ultimate, but the ultimate is going to be 200 a year or 20 a month. Yeah. And they're getting ready to update it, uh, which what's they're calling their 480 rig, but it'll be like 4k, 240 Hertz support ultra wide, uh, $20 a month. I mean, that card is $1,200 MSRP if you paid for the yearly service. Uh, that's six years of this this card. You know, you, you can't yeah. build a system for the price of the service. And the latency really impressed me a lot. It, it is absolutely good. I actually jumped in when they were doing the test, the beta, and uh, I played the Xbox Cloud and I played GeForce Now side by side. And GeForce Now was totally much better than the Xbox Cloud system. Don't get me wrong, Xbox Cloud is good, but GeForce Now was, as you said, it was smooth as anything. It was like, Jesus, this is, you know, for, you know, as a cloud-based game, this, I was playing Destiny at the time. It's like, this is just smooth. So yeah, the, I the latency it, was so good. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I could, I, you could have tricked me into thinking it was run natively. And I, I think I'm fairly sensitive to latency as well. I, I feel like I can usually feel latency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could feel it a little bit, but I was also looking for it. So I, I was really of, impressed by the service. I, I've, I've always said, I said, if Microsoft was clever, they partner with GeForce Now and get that cloud system on combined with theirs in some way or format because it is really good. And, it, and you can play all your Steam games. <laughs> yeah, you can link your Epic account, your Ubisoft account, and your Steam account. Everything. So technically, this is one of the. I think I mentioned this on on with Stubbs at one point. I said if GeForce Now was part of Game Pass, imagine what would that would say? Hey guys, you can play your PC games on your on your console, and it has it won't lose fidelity, it won't lose anything, and it's part it of Game Pass. Yeah. Imagine what would happen. It would. I, th- I think it would people say oh why would you want to play your pc games on a console some people would some people don't want to turn on their pc rig maybe they you know maybe they want to play it on you know uh, mobile wise maybe they want to play it on you know someone else's house you could do that all through the all through game pass but it, i think uh, geforce now works on mac windows chrome shield uh browser android ios safari yep. android tv and lg tv there is not a reason why it couldn't be whacked on to say part of the game pass. And I reckon that would be the kicker. You imagine all these PC people playing, being able to play on just one platform. Well, I mean, the biggest challenge of course, is that it's, it's like an estimated nine gigabytes an hour of data bandwidth used, right? Mm, So if your provider limits you, you're going to run out pretty quick, but otherwise it's very interesting. And I I pay attention to, streaming services anyway because i i like wireless vr and as they advance how much data they can send wirelessly or over any kind of internet connection as that improves so will wireless vr so exactly that's yeah. the biggest reason i paid attention to it but i was very impressed so here's here's one for you then right this is a is that as well as the chat and the panel if you had a choice you could rather be PC Master Race or X console based only. And when I say 
on the PC side, you were not allowed to play Xbox or PlayStation games, just only third party and whatever's exclusive to PC. What would you choose? Would you go with console or would you still stick with PC? What are you PC. doing there? Oh, that's a difficult one. Come on, console. Console only, baby. That's all that matters. So we got two yeah, votes, console only. Well, three votes for a console. You guys are wrong, though. Well, it's not that. It's just that, a, I, I, I can't, if, I can't if afford you, it. See, that's that's part of the that question, ended. though, right? If you ask me in a few weeks, I'll have a better answer for you because I'll have a PC rigged in. Yeah, but this I'm also this is meaning you're never allowed to play an Xbox game again, a PlayStation game again, even if it would naturally come to um, PC. They're they're gone. You can rather be PC only or you can be console only. So are you, you saying we can't even play the console games that make it to PC? Nope. nope. What kind of question is this? In terms of games, I'll let you know for one thing. In terms of games, PC will always have the most, uh, biggest amount of number of games. And if you ever want that challenge, look at a PC person's backlog or Steam account. I've been looking right. recently at the price of PC games because I'm getting one, and I can't believe the sales that they have. We are getting ripped off on console. It's true. It's incredible. It's it really is. You know, yeah. I just started, I've been looking, and I can't believe oh, yeah, yeah. what we pay on console in the comparison. Oh, yeah, that's the like, that's 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 legacy. I'm not worried about PC, missing out on any Xbox games. I mean, 30, Xbox has no games. Quid. Yeah. On console, so, it's 70. Yeah. thing is with Steve. I'm sorry to the two American members of the of the channel, um, but it's almost like the DFS sale never ends. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Good, it's good. And I've been given a site as well to to go on by the the good indie gamer, where it tells you all the latest sales and where all the best best deals are on, on each site. Isn't it like, you know, cheapgames.com or something like that? Or... A lot of them on GOG. Um, yeah, there's loads of Good old games. Uh, uh, Fanatical, Humble Bundle. You can increase your library. I can't wait to get my PC. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised BMG didn't say, hey, you're also prohibited from using controllers. No, no. I'm A lot not, of PC not, gamers not do use controllers, though. They do. A lot. Yeah, I know. I just his whole premise is a little ridiculous. I was expecting him to throw controllers into. Also, Microsoft have just taken Windows from you. And you can't have sex with women. You have to sit in a basement and eat Cheetos all the time. I'm still going PC. I'm surprised by Luke Steele's Luke Steele. I'd go console only if console games are not available on the PC. That's because he'll lose out on Last of Us. Which, by the way, the TV show is now live. You can watch it on HBO Max, Sky Atlantic. Yeah. Um, first how episode was brilliant. To Luke Steele, though, I mean, how how far back are you going as far as console games not available on PC? Everything. You you're talking. Everything. You're talking PS3, question. PS2. You're talking like Pac-Man, yeah, Big Dog, yeah. Going back to fucking uh, ping pong. Space uh, Invaders. Yeah, pong, let's, let's, yeah, all that. Let's make You've the question everything. fair. Let's make the question fair. You're not allowed to play any console games that were developed on a PC. 
Oh, well, because they're all developed on a PC. Oh, sorry. Sounds like PC wins, bro. Fair play, friendly press. They won't play anything. Which is, which is, I always find that absolutely amazing that, let's face it, games are made on a PC, ported to a console, and then the PC versions are shit. This is true. Why? Why? It's for, it's for the lowest denominator. Why is the PC ports awful? Because they have to bring it. They have to bring it down to the console. They prioritize getting that run straight, and they only give um, the PC port limited amount of TLC. Well, I actually spoke to a guy who actually worked on Battlefield Three, and I actually asked him this question, and he said it's simply the variables. With the consoles, oh, there's less variables. With the PC, there is so many different PCs with so many different graphic cards, so many different uh, different types of virus, uh, you know, different types of software. It is almost impossible to get all the variables right. Now, I did point to him. I said, well, at least you get a couple of them. Go on, get the top tier ones perfect. And he said, yeah. it's simply just variables. He says, getting them perfect he says with a console you know what the hardware is you know what the software is it's fixed yeah there's no no easier than just you know go on console pick a game and play it i don't want to have to right i'm on my pc let's check if my uh, pc can run this game so i have to go through all the specs i have to get my excel spreadsheets out the little calculator in the corner bit of Minesweeper as well and Solitaire just to I think Steam tells you. I love it? this perspective. Like, <laughs> Steam tells you. I mean, like having like no offense but clearly not knowing much about PC and then like having this perspective from console. I love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> the, the, night, the nightmare you've constructed in your head for this scenario is like, oh, a new game's coming out. Son of a bitch. Math time. You know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> well, no, no, to be honest with you, as someone who works for PC 24-7, there is a little bit of that. There is a little bit of, you know, working your graphics cards, working your settings out. Okay, fine. Uh, the biggest thing that I find is that if I'm playing, if I'm working on a PC 10 hours a day, my hand is already in a claw shape. It kind of needs to go to a different shape <laughs> for the rest oh, of the six hours. You need to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can take that either way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but no, I don't want to get the spreadsheets out and say, right, as my, I've got this, this takes that. If I go down to A1 and then go across to B6 or whatever, you know, oh, no, can't play it. Dude, I just want to go, I want to play that, that game. It it's not, not that difficult. bad, but it is. There is there is a lot of settings. You know, ultra high less settings. Do you? Do you? You know, you still have to do it's, it. It's, it's not hard. It's not. You still you still have to put on your um, you know, your your white coat and your glasses <laughs> to, you know, to be a scientist to work it out. Can I play this game? Can I not play this game? I just want to play a game. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to. You know, do some research, you know, and some experiments. Which would be a fine argument if console games hadn't gotten so good at launching in a broken state, right? Yeah. To be honest with you, games, that's the games in general. I mean, we are, we have allowed as consumers games to be issued in a broken state. We have allowed it. It's on us. We didn't say at the end of the day, if it's broken, no, I'm not playing that game. What we've always allowed for, and it's, let's have it, how many times? Have we now heard day one patch? patch. 
Yeah, that's like bigger than the game, I know, right? Right? We have allowed that. We as consumers have allowed that. It's nothing else. It's not not the dev's fault. It's just like, how many... It's it's like, they think it was a dev thing. Oh, Christ, we're right up to a deadline. We'll patch it later on. Yeah. And if we we came back... Go on. To be fair, most games now have auto-detect on the PC, so they pick the optimal settings for you. You know, it's like, it's kind of like comparing the PC to console is like apples and oranges, you know. Um, and I know everybody's like, oh, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation can do ray tracing. And you know what? It's like, me personally, I'd rather not have ray tracing. I'd rather have, um, six, I, I'd rather have 60 frames per second at 1080p or 4K than I would even have ray tracing. It's like, because if you think about it, you know, you you remember the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Oh, they have HD graphics. Yeah, a 720, I don't consider that shit HD. You know, only until the PS4 Pro and the Xbox Series X was it really hitting HD, in my opinion. So it's like, this generation, we're not going to see the true ray tracing stuff. They won't have that until next generation, in my opinion. Just judging from everything that we've seen so far and how consoles develop and how they evolve. So it's like stop prioritizing ray tracing this generation because you can't do it. Just leave oh, that. Sh- it. It's like leave that for PC, you well, know, and and stop prioritizing that for consoles, and instead focus on the frame rates because people love those sixty frames per I, second. I would argue a little bit about that, especially with the cloud software computing power that is coming in into power play. In the cloud. Yeah. There is some aspect to that. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, also, variable fresh rate TVs are a wonder. They also help iron some of that elements out in terms of the yeah. frames per second. But I think, I, I think, I'm seeing. And this is just maybe my personal take. I'm seeing that. To be honest with you, ray tracing, that heavy lifting. I wouldn't be surprised if. It is going to be picked up solely by the cloud or something. It's going to be a software-based operation that's going to hold, that's going to take that up, and the rest of the hardcore, you know, hardware computing power is used for the rest of the game. But you know, what? I we've, think we've, I think it's going to be a split. We've heard that we've heard that talk before. You know, that was Xbox's main selling point behind Crackdown Three. Oh, the cloud is going to do so much. And it oh, yeah, shit. that was absolute. That, that was an absolute bullshit. We both yeah. know that was that was bollocks out of bollocks. So, I mean, but, if if it can do that heavy lifting, that's great. But they need to make good on that promise. I they, think, they, to be honest with you, they. I think they were promising something that will happen, but just not yet. Yeah. So, from what I'm seeing from the cloud-based systems, uh, they are getting a hell of a lot more powerful, and they are jumping. I would say quicker than I've seen in most iterations. It's it is the speed of the cloud systems as technology is improving in terms of connectivity, satellite connectivity. I mean, look, we're getting satellite connectivity now, which is is almost comparable to some really good internet. You know, yeah. internet. So, I and it's jumping so quickly. I think it's gonna. I I wouldn't be surprised in the next five to ten years. What in five ten years time? With this is gonna be a thing. It won't even be thinking about it. It'll be just like instantaneous almost. Yeah. I think it's that quick. It's moving that quickly. It's just getting so quickly now. I think, especially with the I said satellite internet, is really good now. It's like never used to be. But it's like yeah. damn, it is. I'm, yeah, it, I'm, it does feel like they're developing um, the technology faster and the services to support that. 
Mm, mm. And I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. This is the same thing with, like, uh, uh, mobile software. Mobile software is getting faster and faster and faster. It won't be long. I have argued this many a time. Your phone will be as powerful as your PC due to multiple different factors, like your cloud computing, you know, your hardware in your phone. You know, it's going to get to that point where you may not need a PC. You just may need a device yeah. that connects to multiple things that does all the heavy lifting for you. All you need is a VR headset. Luke Steele will never allow that. You keep on in a block dog. Yeah, the 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 first viable VR like console gaming will probably happen next generation, in my opinion. When they switch to RDNA four, the software catches up with it. I think you'll finally have that ray tracing and performance that you want at the same time. Uh, yeah. As far as the cloud future, you could get there. But there's a lot of infrastructure to improve before that's possible. Yeah, AT&T sucks. I'm sorry. They suck. I think this is where the satellite aspect is going to help out that. Because what they're, they're pumping out, was it? Or was it? Is it five satellites a week or something stupid like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to uh, that's gonna help out pretty well in some case um and I'm, I'm looking forward to vr i mean jesus christ you you must know pest the amount of games i throw your way on twitter it's like oh vr game tag in pest tag in pest <laughs> i appreciate that by the way I, I usually look at them too i check them out you never know right exactly and i just show oh, that's one thing that i would like to see on console if we could at least do something similar to that even if it's ar what happens to the ar thing microsoft was bloody doing nah Jesus yeah, I think Christ. I think we've actually brought the AR AR thing up before in it's one of the previous AR. podcasts. Mi- military applications now, isn't it? They sold it to yeah. the US military. Yeah, that figures. <laughs> A- AR is cool. I don't I don't think it replaces VR. Um. Well, it depends. Have you tried some of the AR new AR headsets? No, I haven't. But I mean, would you rather have an alien in your room or would you rather be on the moon? You know what I mean? I think. You're very limited uh, with what you can do inside your own play space as far as, like, how many games are you going to have? Are you going to stick with board games or the occasional shooter? And then it also increases the cost of the headset because you need it needs to be able to fill out the room in its virtual space automatically, which uh, currently the headsets don't do, right? You have to kind of manually draw out your room and boundaries and couch and table so that stuff's not there yet, and even once it's realized, I think it has more commercial applications than it does entertainment. Well, there is well, there is an application at the moment that scans your room for you, so you don't actually set it out. It scans the uh, surroundings for you. It's actually, I think it's, uh, oh, God, I remember seeing it. It's actually being used for various different techniques. Like Even it's like mapping uh, uh, external surfaces, external buildings internal it literally i think it's the it's, it's a particular oh, it's annoying me I, I i've seen it it's a particular program which uses your camera to visually map in high definition the surfaces around you which then you it takes that and you can actually transport it into a 3d model i think they're using that as part of the ar concept so that instead of you having to try and map it out it does it for you 
Yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it. I'll I'll link it to you. I, I expect oh. the new Apple headset to have that feature, but it's also probably going to be a three thousand dollar headset. Oh, so go I mean, yeah. Even the even the MetaQuest yeah. Pro that just came out for fifteen hundred dollars does not have a depth sensor. Um, they're trying to get there with just computer vision, but it's not there yet. Uh, <laughs> but I think even if you pull it off, right, you're going to fight aliens in your room. You know what I mean? You got to play cards on the table. Yeah. You know, you know, you make a lot of good sense with that pest because I think it has more retail applications or commer- commercial applications and um, entertainment. Like I could see them using it in construction or, you know, basically to decide where something's going to go before they build it. I could see well, AR being used for that. The coolest example I saw was that Intel uses it to train people. You That's put good. on the headset, it yeah. shows you how to take apart yeah. the server on like an um, overlay. You know, I think you have a lot of practical use there. And the I'm one not saying like AR has zero entertainment value. I just think it gets beat by VR. I yeah. without a doubt. I but I do think this one the ones friends I see. I think it's Enreal at the moment. Uh, you can actually make turn your AR into VR. So basically, you can actually put on the Vecchio a darkening background glasses like these these glasses. Put on like a basically it's uh, blinkers at the back of it, and it turns it into VR. Sure. So mm-hmm. there is you're right vr is definitely going to be the much more experienced experience but if you want to be moving around and doing something well, ai is probably pretty good i think to be honest I mean, both are going to be a combination i want both of them to, to become to a console i wouldn't put them to, to come to everywhere my uh my meta quest 2 right which has been out for what two and a half three years two and a half years mm. something like that it can do ar experiences now it's passed through is in black and white and it's not that sharp Right, but there's a board game called Demio, and I can set the table up in my room, and I can see my room around me, and I can play the board game on the table, and it's cool, right? Mm. Or I can play the board game in in the basement of the VR experience, right? Mm. Oh, I think yeah, I think at the moment, I think the the way the surf, what I say, they've got glasses now, almost like standard typical glasses that can do almost do that. I think it's going to get to a point where. Your VR headset was just going to get smaller, smaller, and it'll be just glasses. You know, it'll be just as you like your ordinary glasses that you'll just whack on, either plug into something like your phone or your PC. And there you go, done. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll eventually, eventually I'll just become a, maybe just an implant in your head. Oh no, I'm that's so that's bad. why I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> but speaking of VR, uh, we have. A congratulations to PSVR 2 picking up best VR award. Visual fidelity and smoothness of the picture is incredible. The controllers feel great with impeccable haptics and the games are amazing. BMG. What? Sorry. <laughs> was he wasn't the, listening. I was, in, I was in the middle of doing something. What did you ask me? <laughs> I was saying about the PSVR 2 and uh, how the visual fidelity and smoothness of the picture is incredible. The controllers feel great with impeccable haptics and the great games are amazing for picking up the uh, best VR award at the uh, CES 2023. Well, it's PlayStation. Everything they do is uh, amazing. Oh, my. You know, everything they they touch is, you know, play, play has no limits. Uh, PSVR two has no limits. Everything they do is just is just amazing. And uh, um, if anything, they deserve like the World Peace Award for everything they do. Jim Ryan is his uncle. I'm just saying, Jim Ryan is his uncle. That's why he's part of 
Sorry, just give me a second, Jim. Just get off me. I'm telling him. I'm telling him. I'm telling him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was no, good. Pants are staying on. Um, but yeah, no, no. It's it's to be fair, it, it's hard because it's like it's only been in the hands of people that have, have tried it out and tested it in a controlled environment. So it's gonna work exactly how they wanted to show oh, it dude. off. Dude, oh bro. And That's this is so the not thing. True. Until it gets out in the wild and it's actually in people's hands, it's you know, it's gonna make it harder. But it deserves everything it's got. It's got the inside out tracking. Um, it's using the dual sense features, and unless you've actually tried a dual sense controller, it's hard to explain on what it can do. But you've got these haptics and and that in and adaptive triggers in the controllers and in the headset. So it's it's adding that extra in immersion, and that alone is something that no other headset is doing. You know, which you know, which is awesome to see, and does uh, need a vibration bodysuit though to really give you the full three hundred sixty degree experience. Believe, believe it or not, oh, my yeah. um, my um, niece, um, she's she's deaf, can't hear, completely deaf. Um, and but what the there's a company, and I can't quite remember the name of it, but they make a, it's think of it like a a bulletproof vest, but. Mm-hmm. thinner but that sort of design yep. and it's like uh, an impact vest so when things are happening in game because obviously she can't hear it whether it's a vr game or a normal game, it vibrates to suit that position exactly yeah yeah yep. yeah so she can still experience um them sort of things which is awesome which is amazing and the psvr2 has them sort of same thing say a spider crawls on the back of your head you're gonna feel as, as the sensation of a spider crawling on the back of your head or your hands. Um, it's, you know, nope. it's, it's, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not for me, but it's nice to see them being recognized for still, you know, getting these awards and things. Um, again, it's still tethered. There's only one wire, um, but I can't wait to get it. I'm not getting it on release day. It's something that I'm going to get a bit further down the line because, to be honest, I've got many more equipments to. Uh, yeah. Will they do? Will they be doing a wireless option at some point? Is that where they're going to be trying to lean to? Because even with still with a wire, no, my luck, I'd probably garrot myself somehow. You know. Uh, yeah, this iteration they've gone from because I had the PlayStation, <coughs> I, had, I had the PSVR one. You had to buy a camera. You had to buy them oh. stupid ones with the balls on top, uh, and it was like two. Two wires into a junction box, and then three wires came out of that. It was a nightmare. It, it took you about an hour to set it up. You know, you had to get the instructions mm-hmm. out, make sure no um, labels were missing, so you knew which wire was what. Uh, but this is literally a USB C cable that runs from the headset straight into the front of the console, uh, which is easier. One wire, easy, manageable. You don't need a camera because it's got the cameras built inside and out on the headset, and it can automatically track the um, dual sense controllers in your hands as well, which is better. Um, but I think that's where they're going to lean towards. I think you are going to see a wireless option on their next one. I don't think you're going to get it this the PSVR 2, but I think it's a definite for PSVR 3. I think they're going to end up selling it as a standalone thing. Well, congratulations to PlayStation, the um, best console on the market today, with the best uh, game now. 
and the most first party games out. We know that's yeah. a truthful lie because we know you are a complete and utter fan of the Sega Mega Drive and Sonic. Okay? We just put it out there. Well, who's yeah. not? BMG. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. way. He is, no he is a Sonic fanatic. That's what many people don't know. He likes to play it as a persona that he doesn't like Sonic, but he is a major Sonic fanatic. When I when I, was true. True. when I when I see a hedgehog in the road, I run the little battered over. Because <laughs> he's got bloke. Any hedgehog. I see one, I'll kick it across the street. I don't care. <laughs> Only joking. Well, I love animals. I wouldn't really do that. But if it was Sonic, if it was a little blue bastard... I'd rip it apart. <laughs> I bought, I bought a Sonic Teddy to give to my dog to tear apart. I think I, yeah. I think I sent Stubbs the pictures as well. The dog. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't that the one you said a customer left in your taxi and didn't want it? Oh God, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it in the boot. Put it in the boot of the car because they got it off whatever sale, whatever. And I gave it to my dog, and she ripped it apart. I think there was an arm left, and that was it. <laughs> See, I told you, fanboy. No other person would do that except for a fanboy. Clearly, yeah. has it on his mind twenty four seven. The name, the name of that hedgehog is not allowed to be mentioned in my house. <laughs> Oh, well. It doesn't uh, need to be. The room itself you you, you sleep in has got it all over. <laughs> the wallpaper. Oh, I've, I've still got that picture. Hang on. Oh, I, can't, I can't show it now, but I still have the picture of Sonic. I know the one you. I don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, bring it back in. Uh, let's stop taking the Mickey out of BMG this week. Stops. Um, but yeah, I would I would be a miss by saying. Not including uh, pest on this one. Yeah, that's covered quite a bit. I, I would like to counter the argument that these heads, headsets are being presented in their best possible conditions during these demos. That's that's not the case, which is which is often highlighted by the people that test them. Even uh, the tracking conditions are not favorable at all with people walking around with lights, etc. And you're using the inside-out tracking, whatnot. Anything that's working wirelessly, there's so much Wi-Fi bouncing around inside these convention centers. Uh, so the fact that the headset demoed well in spite of all these conditions is a point in its favor. And there were a lot of other headsets that could have been considered for this award and the uh, PSVR 2 won the award. So I think it speaks well for this hardware coming to those that can afford it soon. Uh, what was its greatest rival, if I may ask? If I, Do we know? Its greatest rival? Um, I don't. I don't think it has one. I think it's... What it's about to do, I think it's currently unmatched because a lot of the PC options uh, are going standalone. So you take right. a look at like HTC is coming out with a new one. Uh, I think it starts at $1,100 with uh, no controllers. And then the processor on board is basically a higher clock speed version of the processor inside the Quest 2. Right now it'll have uh, better lenses, stuff like that. Uh, it'll work standalone. It'll work wirelessly with your PC. So all that gets considered. People consider how well the controllers work, how comfortable the headset is, how good the picture quality is. I think PlayStation's getting the nod here, uh, not because it's the most advanced headset, but it becomes the like best budget way to have a really high quality VR experience. Uh, 
yeah, and I think that's why it's getting a nod. It's what it is the price has... of that, if I may ask, in terms of because you said it's best budget. What is the price of the current iteration? I believe the PSVR two is going to be what five hundred, five fifty, something like that. And no, it's then, not, of course, it's not bad. No, you yeah, can use it with the discless PS five, right? So mm-hmm. for less than a thousand dollars, you get a premium VR experience, right? Mm-hmm. You scared Stubbs so much that he left. You know what it is. Because someone was, all someone that was say stuff, he was like, gears. Nope. No, no, someone was going to say gears VR, and he's oh, he's back. That's <laughs> 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 the wrong button. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyone else got anything else to add to this? Uh, no. Stubbs. No. Stebs is going to be into the PC VR stuff. I'll see to it. He he didn't even know the question. <laughs> what was it? They uh, say he told you. <laughs> Anything to add? No. Sorry, who were you asking me? Yeah, you're right. Oh, sorry. I, you I numpty. Was, uh, I was typing some. I can't. I wasn't listening. I do apologize. No, no. I, I, I think I've said everything on it. It's again. It's hard because, especially I say with the PlayStation VR, um, having the Dual Sense features, unless you've used it, it's hard to explain. But once you've tried it, it's, it's, um, it's hard to use a control or anything else without it. It's, it's weird. It's a very weird experience. But I've tried the Dual Sense. It's very good. Hmm. It's hard to explain. It's something yeah. you've got, it's something you've got to try. You do. I, oh. Astro's Playroom, I tried. It's quite it, good. It's it just, I, I keep thinking how it's going to play out in VR. That's going to be a very surreal experience. Like if you, if it's raining, you would feel like it's raining on your head. It's weird. Mm. If you're hitting not, a not giant, it's going to feel topic. like you're hitting a giant. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why, why do I feel the lewdness is going to be the biggest selling factor for this? <laughs> yeah. I think I remember seeing a TikTok of the previous iteration where there's one guy being banged and he goes to the other room to tell the other guy, is like, say, so his mate's doing it, it's him who's doing the banging. Oh, yeah, I've seen, it. I've seen that. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> Walks in with Cameron, he's just like bent. VR headset on and he's bent over on the bed on all fours. That's right, yeah. <laughs> he goes in to tell the other mate when it's like, look at this guy's doing it. He just sees him humping away at nothing. And he's like, oh my God. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. awesome. I wonder if that actually happens in VR. Instead. I wonder if it's just like... Arf pest. <laughs> you are the resident VR guru. Is this an actual thing? Do people do this? I have not explored that ground, but I am absolutely confident they do. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of haptic vests, you were talking about one that vibrates. I saw one the other day. It's the company is OWO, so OO, right? And they have it's a shirt that you wear that has contact patches and it electrically Mm -hmm. stimulates your muscles for feedback. Yes. So I saw a demo shooting a rifle. And it literally yep. is engaging the muscles in your arms to give you the feedback, right? And it, it can adjust how intense it is. It can be very uncomfortable. Yep. Um, just to kind of reiterate on that, the reason why I kind of talked about the impact vest is I do know that vests at the moment, and a friend of mine is actually helping develop it, is actually being introduced because the vests themselves are going to be trying to monitor your heart rate, your blood flow, your... Oh. Uh, um, 
your heat and they're going to some are using it for uh the health benefits for like your hospitals and nhs some are actually going to be using to use it in terms of games so they know if your heart rate goes up then it will talk to the game and the game will then utilize that information to maybe scare you more or bring down a scare or you know different ways of how that's done they promise um, that with connect too oh god yeah but this the guy is actually dealing with, with his vest he's actually he's actually working for google oh, so cool. i have a gut feeling that's probably going to happen at some point <laughs> if this happens i'm getting a vr sex tattoo not gonna happen <laughs> tools are great but you got to make the developers use them right and the developers exactly. only use the tools that sell uh, but I think most of it, at the moment it's leaning towards more for medical issues in terms of the vest, in terms of monitoring the body. But uh, he did say that some gaming companies were looking into it for the very reason where that feedback could be then fed into the game. And then that game, the game itself, AI, would utilize that data to manipulate the situation further to make it either more scary or more visual or more impactful. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Anyone want to talk about? We haven't mentioned... Have we mentioned the Xbox Developer Direct? Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Oh, we did. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) You was part of the conversation, if I remember correctly, wasn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are looking at release dates for all the games, Redfall especially, which I think is actually aimed at May, 23rd of May, I think it's around there. Yeah. Quite cool. That's the rumor I heard. Well, not for certain this uh, next week. Well, not next week, week after for us. Um, no, it's next week. Yeah, but by the time our next show is out, <laughs> for after it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, as we all know, at the end of uh, Stasis Chat, we have a game we'd like to play. This is your first time playing, Sanity. Are you ready Uh-oh. for 20 questions? Oh, God. Look, okay. I'm not in love with BMG, no matter how many people say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, with 20 questions, uh, basically, as you know, you have to ask 20 questions, well, 19 questions, and the last one has to be a guess, which is number 20. However, you can ask the audience for help or talk amongst yourselves. So, okay, let me get it straight. You've got to ask 19 questions, but the 20th question you have to guess. Is that correctly? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, so it's 20 questions. The last question has to be the guess. If you say, oh, game, I see. Right. If gotcha. If you say a game before we figure it out and it's wrong, then we lose. So we've got 19 questions and a guess. So we've got to figure out what the game is. Yeah. Right. Uh, removable as the other guess. You want to go first? Uh, okay. Uh, is it an RPG? No. What? No. No. Uh, did this game come out before January fourth, two thousand? You want to specify, like, if it's native to generations of consoles <laughs> instead of doing that, or? Well, yeah. if we if we if it comes out before two thousand, that narrows it down to retro consoles. It, it, it's up to you. What? Uh, oh, did it come out in the PS 
to Xbox 360 generation. I can't remember which generation. You mean the, the same generation, bro? Are they not? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah. Sorry, Jesus. Xbox I give up. One. No, sorry. <laughs> Xbox One, Xbox 360 generation. Uh, that's that's no, two no, different generations. I, Again, oh still two different generations. <laughs> Right, someone asked a question for me. I can't even think what I'm saying. I know the Fosters is doing the talking. I get it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Did it come out in the PlayStation Two, Xbox One generation? Yeah. You know what he means. Take it. The original <laughs> Xbox. What do no, you say? No. So it's so it's not a. PlayStation 2 or Xbox, original Xbox console. You know what I mean, you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, do, do you play this game in a third-person perspective? Yes. Right. So that rules out first-person shooters. Uh, it's not an RPG as well, remember? Interesting. Mm. So yes, yeah, so it rules out like rules out like mm, no sports games. I suppose is third person, isn't it? Um, yeah. So nope. first person simulation games. Did it uh, did it launch on the uh, Xbox 360, PS3 generation of consoles? No. Okay. No. Ooh. Did it launch before the year 2000? Right, so we know we're... So it's recent. Well, the new consoles. With the new consoles. It's got to be like 2013 and more current. Was In this, third person. Yep. Was this game a console exclusive? Yes. Right, okay. So if we can narrow down the console... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said, is it a console exclusive? Doesn't mean... He, you didn't say if it was a timed exclusive. So it still could be exclusive no, for no. a short period. But... But we know originally it was an exclusive, a third person original exclusive. So it's rather going to be the Xbox side, PlayStation side. Oh, then again, it could be Nintendo. Uh, it could be the Switch. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I still remember when you said Bioshock was like an exclusive. It was an exclusive for like thirty minutes. Don't matter. <laughs> it was an exclusive game when he, he asked also... the, que- the question was. Was it an exclusive when it originally launched? And the answer was yes. It was originally an exclusive game. If yeah, said, but you also it said is... it wasn't sci-fi. Yeah, it's absolutely yep. sci-fi. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's a good question. Is this game sci-fi? No. Is it exclusive? Does this, oh, sorry, go on, does this game have any historical references? Yes. Oh, right, so we know. Mm, well, no, it can't be Assassin's Creed because none of them were console exclusive. So we can rule out them. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. What third person non RPG console exclusive had historical references and came out on either Xbox One or the series consoles that generation? Or, or the Switch. Yeah. Would it help if we narrow down the console? Yes. Like, okay, here's one. Here's, here's one. Is uh, does it have melee combat? Melee, like we use weapons or fists. Yeah. Uh, yes. 
Now I'm thinking of a particular in my head. I'm thinking of a PlayStation exclusive title that has historical references, is in third person, and has melee combat. Ooh, yeah, Stubbs, what do you think? Well, you can throw the name out there without posing it to anime here, so we can talk about it. Oh, in that case, didn't Ghost of Tsushima? Could be. Doesn't mm. it have RPG elements? No. No, I don't think really. it did. No, no. You don't have any no. kind of character progression at all? Skills? You, you know, you kind of, as you progress through the story, you um, you pretty much through the story, you get given new skills like the ghost skills. Samurai. So it is, it is an action RPG then, right? No, because you don't. Yeah, you do sort of upgrading, but you don't. It's a bit of a see the same thing like Sekiro. Would you class that up in an RPG? I would say it's an action RPG, yeah. So therefore, that would that would diffuse that. But Ghost of Tsushima. Well, I mean, I didn't play it, so I'm relying entirely on. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of as well. I was, I was kind of, I haven't played it, so it's like, hmm. Let's let's see if we can find the console. Uh, yes. Let's burn a question. Is it a PlayStation exclusive? Yes. Right. Okay. So we're right. We're dealing with the PlayStation side. Um, we've got the likes of Uncharted. There is melee combat in there as well as weapons. You've got The Last of Us, which is that sort of thing. God of War. God. Of, ah, God of War. I got an God idea. I got an idea. If you ask if it's if it has sequels, if it's part of a series, that would eliminate quite a few. That would good idea. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Stubbs, ask this one. You got to participate, bro. Uh. I don't think he's here. He's gone for poo. <laughs> you understood the question, anime? Does it have sequels? Is it part of a series? It's part of a series. Yes. Okay. Mm. Oh, there you go. That kills that then. Um, right. Mm. Does does this game involve a very angry bold guy uh, not from memory well it's not got a war then because he's bold in all remember he said it also had some historical references which it did yeah you, you've got you've got norse mythology greek mythology mm -hmm. So, right. it's, it's, it's a game that has historical references, third person, not an RPG, has melee combat, and I, is exclusive I, to PlayStation. I think it's, it's uncharted. It's yeah, it has to be. It's got to be, be difficult. Game. I think it's uncharted. It's well, then, okay, what, is, what has Uncharted got that we haven't mentioned yet? Mm, it's got cars, right? Puzzle, it's got some vehicles, puzzle solving. Right? It's got yeah, puzzle but, solving. There is weapons. You can you can kill people. Did did uh, every Uncharted game have vehicles? But remember, it, you've also got yeah. The Last of Us. Yeah, hmm. that's got a slight historical reference. Hang on, here we go. Hang on a minute. This this will tell us if it's Uncharted or not. <clears throat> is the main character in this game called Nathan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, then it's got to be the last of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need to figure out if it's the first, second, or third game. Ask if there's a number in the name of one, two, or three. Then go for that. Like pick them out. I think we got enough questions left to narrow it down. Uh, yeah, we've got six, seventeen, seven questions left. Yeah, we've asked thirteen. Go on, Stubbs. You ask. 
I don't know how many Uncharted games there are. There's three. Oh, ask, oh Jesus. Ask, Probably not a good person to ask. Oh, four, sorry. Ask if it's the first in the series. That'd be a good one. Is it Uncharted 1? No, 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 Veto, veto that shit. No, you don't understand the rules, bro. I got this, I got this. Is Chloe Frazier, I think that's her name, Chloe, is Chloe in this Uncharted? He's looking it up. You want to just give it to us, anime, because we got this mathematically, we got this. Because if she's not in it, then it's got to be the first one, obviously. Yeah. What's the difference between the first one and the other series? That's another difference. It um, yeah, the uh, the reporter Elena is the main uh, female character in Uncharted that's with Nathan Drake. In the second one, it's split between Elena and Chloe. And in the fourth one, his brother's in it. Yeah, but um, at that point, because um, see, from from the first one on, obviously Elena's in every single one, but Chloe's not in the first one. So, see any mention of Chloe? Is this the first game in the series? No. Right. It might be. It might be the PS Vita version then. Mm, no, no, because it's uh, mm, no. Cause I didn't. It, I didn't play the Golden Abyss though, so I don't know. I did play it, but a long time ago. Uh, right, we're gonna. We, should we eliminate the handheld just to be done with it? Go ahead. Gets out of the way, doesn't it? Yeah. Was this on game on a handheld console? No. 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 Right. The second so in the series. Be. So. It's either t- two, three, or four. Hmm. Yeah. Was it the second in the series? No. Right. I, I have an idea because um, because Uncharted Four um didn't really have Chloe in it, so it's got to be the first one or the fourth one. No, well, he already asked if it was the first one, yeah. and he said no. Yeah, so it's got to be the fourth one then. Well, let, let's ask if he's is uh, Nathan's brother in this game. Yeah. Right, there we know which one it is. Uh, Stubbs, do you want to do the honours? You yeah, only say number two oh, again. Oh, <laughs> no, I got, I got it wrong. Say <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted 4. Ask if it's Uncharted 4. Is it Uncharted 4? Yes. Hey, hey, there you go. Right. <laughs> Outstanding. Well done, Stubbs. You, you really you solved it all for us. Well done, <laughs> Two for two. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Pick. Two for two. Yeah. It didn't take as long to narrow it down either. Yeah, we're getting better at this. We're getting better at this. Yeah, yeah. You know what's going to happen next? It's going to be a retro title set in the year 1980, and everyone's going to be like, I ain't got a bloody clue. Don't give me my <laughs> idea. Except for, except for, like, except for like, myself and maybe you know, any other old fart has been there. <laughs> considered the yeah. sport to pick a game that people will be able to guess, right? Oh, come on. you telling me you haven't played Werewolf London on this Spectrum 128K? Clearly, you must know what that game is. I've heard, the, I've heard the song, but it's probably not by the same people that made the game, so no. I've heard of a werewolf, and that's about it. <laughs> right. 
Oh. Well, that's it, that's it for this episode. So, uh, Stubbs, where we can find you? Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> Always Twitter. Yep. Um, YouTube.com. At Stubbs Gaming on Twitter, (laughs) Stubbs Gaming on YouTube, and here on Stages Chat. Thanks for having me on. You're always welcome here, Stubbsy. BMG, where can we find your sexy mom? Well, at Bomber Gamer over on Twitter, you obviously can find me here at Stasis Chat and at Stasis Chat on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on the newly rebranded XBN Network, which was formerly XBL Party Podcast. Um, I am co-host to our host Sentinel over on the PSN Party Podcast, uh, and a panel <coughs> member on the XBL Party Podcast. Um, but yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Uh, check out my Twitter if you want my um, console the superior gaming yeah. apparatus to have for my um, game attacks. <laughs> okay, then Sentinel, where can we find you? Um, obviously on Stasis Chat. You can also find me on uh, XPN. It used to be XPL Party Podcast, but they changed it. Um, and then, of course, on Twitter. Uh, it's Sentinel17 in Twitter, but it's S3NT, 1N3L, 1-7. I know it's a little little confusing, but it's alphanumeric. Sentinel17. And then I also have a YouTube channel. It's just Sentinel17. Pest, where can we find you? I can find me on YouTube at A Friendly Pest. I'm also on Twitter under the same name. Uh, and then... Uh, once or twice a week here at the Stasis Chat. Fair enough. And our gracious guest, where can we find you? Thank you very much for having me on. Um, you can find me under the name Removal Sanity on Xbox, YouTube, Minds, and unfortunately Twitter. And myself, you can find me here at the Stasis Chat every good night. And uh, I got no so far. Sorry, uh, no, carry on, but just before you sign out, Stubbs has got something to tell us. Uh-oh. Is he coming out? This Friday at 9pm, <laughs> I'm having a conversation with UK, UK Dazarus about <laughs> gaming accessibility and how he's had his gaming experiences since Finner's Stroke. And he'll cover a lot about accessibility. It's, it's like... Different for uh, all di- all all uh, disabilities and accessibility is different for yeah. everyone. But he's going to go through what the Xbox accessibility control- controls like to try, and all various things like that. There'll be uh, UK Dazarus, myself, and there will be a friendly pest. And Hell anime yeah. Raza on the panel. There will be said so that should be a good, a good, uh, good podcast to listen to. I'm really looking forward it to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, for, just to be uh, aware, the entire thing might that. just end up being a slagging, slagging session at stops. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's room for both. I think there's room for both. There is, yeah. 
it's I think it's a yeah. great opportunity to to spread information on something that a lot of people don't know much about, including myself. So I'm really looking forward to it. What you don't know about Daz? Clearly, you're not doing enough to, 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 to you know, oh, follow. I, I know more about Daz <laughs> than I'm comfortable knowing. I, uh, but as far as the availability and options for accessories like this, we know they exist, and we assume assume that it's it's all sunshine and roses in that front. And I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think we're no. going to learn a lot. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to hear at Space Chat every Monday. Also, you can see me on Friday. Uh, this week, we find me at YouTube over on uh, youtube.com forward slash anime rising and over on Twitter at anime rising. So, for now, guys, as always, stay frosty. Bonjour. Later, guys. Uh, Have a good one. Yeah, clearly that was a Let's do it again. Let's do it again.